You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James, or at the Latasha James if you want to find me over on Instagram or Twitter and say hello. Today's episode is all about how to end the year strong. I know it's been a tough year for pretty much everyone in every industry, and I don't think 2020 is what any of us expected for ourselves. But, you know, this time of year is great to really take a look at what what did work, what didn't work, and plan ahead for the next year so that we can make sure that we are reaching all of our goals in 2021. Today's episode is sponsored by my friends over at Found. I've done a whole video all about their app and their debit card. I'm going to link that down below in case you want to take a deep dive into the tax side of things. But Found is an incredible, like I said, it's a debit card. It's an app made specifically for freelancers and business owners. And what found does is it helps you categorize your expenses and really understand where your money's going, where your money's coming from and plan for your taxes among a bunch of other really cool things. So let's say, for example, I go to Best Buy, I want to buy a new laptop I use my found debit card to pay for that. In the app, it's gonna see, I went to an electronics store and it's gonna ask me, hey, was that purchase made for business? And I'm gonna choose yes or no. If I choose yes, it's going to you know, tack that, that onto my write-offs for the end of the year. So when I go ahead and file my taxes, they're keeping track of that laptop as a write-off for my taxes at the end of the year. Now, they also will allow me to pay my quarterly taxes right through the app. So if it's quarterly tax time, which happens quarterly, you know, four times a year, I'll be able to just click a couple of buttons and it will allow me to pay right through the app. It also sets aside my tax money for me, which is a total game changer. So if I set up my invoices to go into my found account, you know, my Upwork payments, my sponsorship money, my client work, all of that stuff, I can set it up to pay into my found account. And it's gonna take note of all of that income. And every time I get an invoice, it's going to set aside a little bit of money to my tax account. Now you can change this if you don't want it all to go in there, but I recommend keeping it in there because you're going to have to pay it anyway. And it's a lot easier to have it kind of automatically separated for you than having to like come up with the money at the end of the year. It feels a lot more scary that way. So I really love this app. It's honestly such a game changer and it takes so much of the guesswork out of paying taxes and understanding your business expenses which, you know, is a super important part of business. It's not the exciting, sexy part of business, but it is so important to stay on top of this stuff. So that really brings me into my first tip, which is to make sure that your finances are in order. This is something that I do at the end of every year around this time. I start to really take a deep dive into my accounts and look at, you know, where did my money go? Do I have anything outstanding? Do I owe any invoices to any contractors? Are my business credit cards paid off? You know, and and then diving into some of that data in my found account, looking at what business expenses did I have? this year? Uh, How much money did I take into my account this year? And are they evening out? You know, did I have a massive amount of expenses and not make a lot of money? If so, 
that's not a good thing. So I need to figure out how to not repeat that same mistake next year or how to, you know, make a little bit more money to help even that out. Because as much as write-offs are nice because they decrease our tax liability, you know, if you have nothing but write-offs, that means that your profit's going to be at zero and you will not have made any money, which has a host of problems, which again, in that other video, I kind of did a deep dive about why you don't want all write-offs and, and no profit. I kind of answered that question among some other ones. So definitely check that out if you want to. Now, the second thing that I do is I revisit my Q1 goals that I made. So every year at the beginning of the year slash end of the year, I sit down and I make goals for myself. And this can sound, I don't know, some people can be turned off by this. They can feel like it's a little bit woo woo to like make these new year's resolutions, but I don't look at it that way. I say I'm planning for the year. You know, this is not me like wishing into a wishing well. It's me sitting down and keeping track of the numbers that I'm going to measure and the indicators of success that I'm going to be paying attention to. So I personally usually do these in a podcast slash YouTube video, but another great avenue is just telling them to maybe a coach, a mentor, a business bestie, maybe you have a mastermind group that you're a part of. The Freelance Friday Club, for example, is a great place to do this. So communicate those goals so that you're holding yourself accountable to them. And I like to sit down and look at them and see, did I make that goal? Am I on track to make it? Am I just a little bit away? If I'm only, you know, $5,000 away from my goal and it's November, I still have one month to try to make that five grand. So maybe I have a big Black Friday sale. Maybe I choose to have a end of the year sale or launch a new product a little bit earlier. Maybe I was planning to do it the following year. So there are still levers that you can pull. Maybe I run some Facebook ads, for example. You know, there are still levers that you can pull at this point in the year if you want to reach your goals. And listen, a lot of us aren't going to have reached our goals. Let's just be honest. This was a very strange year and that's okay. Just being honest with yourself and trying to figure out how we can pivot. I think that's what a lot of this year is going to be for me is what do my clients need from me next year that is new? You know, because I think when I went into 2020, I, I my vision for what my clients needed and how I could serve them was completely different than what it actually has turned out to be because of everything going on in the world. So just be honest with yourself, take a look at those goals and, and start to make a plan. Another thing I like to do at this time of the year is organize all of my files. So I have so much stuff on my computer plural and all of my devices, my phones, all that stuff. And as a social media manager, you probably do too. So number one, um, make sure that you have a retention period assigned to your client's work. So if you no longer work with a client, for me, for example, I keep their stuff for a year afterwards, just in case they lose something, they need something, or I want to reference it to use in my portfolio or something. After a year, I purge it. So make sure that you're keeping track of those, those dates as well as sensitive information, tax returns, expense receipts, all that stuff. Obviously a lot of things are digital now, like using found, you can see a lot of your tax stuff in an app, which is great, but I like to have printed copies of tax returns and some bigger purchase receipts and things like that. So, you know, go through your computer, delete stuff, delete old screenshots, move stuff onto hard drives, back up your computer onto a hard drive. That's something that like knock on wood, I don't do often enough and you really should be doing at least once a year. So do all of that stuff. This is a great time to do that. Another great thing to do at this time of the year is update your website or websites. I have two different websites 
And I don't even know what my what's on my websites because um, I haven't touched them in so long. So go through, make sure that your photos are up to date, especially if you've changed something drastic with your appearance. Maybe you cut your hair or you change your hair color or, you know, you, your style is completely different. Maybe at the beginning of the year, you were still working in corporate and now you're like this very creative artsy business owner. So you want to really refresh the vibe of your, your profile of your website and also your social media profile pictures and things like that too. I like to make sure that I'm adding new testimonials to my website each year. So hopefully I'll have at least, you know, a couple good new testimonials for both my agency website and my coaching website. So I like to update those. I like to also update projects in my portfolio pages and, you know, samples of my work if I have those pages, as well as maybe podcast interviews. I usually link to some of my favorite podcasts that I've been interviewed on in my about page. I'll usually update pictures of events that I spoke at and stuff, but you know, everything's been virtual this year, so there probably won't be a ton of that but that's okay. The next thing I want you to do is do a time audit. So sit down, hopefully, you know, still during a time that's kind of busy before the full holidays take force. Um, so maybe early December, you go ahead and do this when you're still busy with your work and sit down and write out what you do every single day and how long it takes you. That's the simple version of what a time audit is. Now, if you want to get creative, here's a little challenge for you in this video. You can copy what I do, which is I record a week in my business video. Uh, it's basically just like a weekly vlog. And that's kind of my version of doing a time audit, honestly, because I'm checking in with you each day and um, sharing kind of what I've been working on, how long it's been taking me. So there's your, there's your challenge. If you decide to do something similar on YouTube or Instagram TV, or even on your Instagram stories, tag me and let me know that you're doing your, your time audit or your week in your business video. But what doing this does is it allows you to one plan for the future in terms of staffing. So if you feel like, wow, I work 80 hours a week, which has definitely been me, that's not sustainable. Yes, sure, maybe you can do that for a little bit of time while you're building up your business, but that is not going to be sustainable for you long-term. So you need to start planning for outsourcing some stuff or eliminating some of your tasks. So time audits can help with that. But that second piece, like I said, eliminating tasks, what I also want you to do is I want you to go back to that first step and look at your found account, see what money came in, see what expenses went out, see what you really earned throughout the year and match that up with the time that you're spending. So this was something that I had to do recently. It was a tough decision because I realized I was spending like two days, two entire days and long days too, out of my work week, editing content for clients, not even for myself, editing podcasts and videos for clients. And I love doing that. That's like my favorite thing to do ever. It's what I went to school for. But again, that's not sustainable because I actually wasn't making a lot. Like those were some of my lower priced projects. And I was realizing I have to do one of two things. I either have to delegate this work to somebody else who is a little bit more junior and charges a little bit less than I do, or I need to cut these projects loose. And I really ended up doing a combination. I kept some of the higher priced ones or some of the clients that I really was passionate about working with. And then the other stuff I just, um, you know, got rid of because it just wasn't financially, it just didn't make financial sense. I also want you to establish or revise your standard operating procedures. 
If you don't have SOPs for every task that you do in your business yet, now is the time to start thinking about them. So what a standard operating procedure is, is it's basically just a, a, you know, a direction, a manual for how you do the different tasks in your business. And this is important for a couple of reasons. One, so that you're maintaining a uniform, you know, operation so that each client gets the same experience you would hate for you to go super above and beyond for one client and then the next client is just like throwing things together it just isn't a good look and it it's hard it's hard because you're making things up for each client but it's also important for delegation like i said if you do decide i need to add someone to my team you have your sops written out that you can just hand them essentially you know of course you want to train them as well and and have that hands-on um time with them but it's so much easier to just have those documents created already. So I just create a Google doc and I just kind of like type out, okay, we get a client. Here's exactly the steps that you need to follow. Step one, we get on a call with them. Step two, we send them over this welcome kit. Step three, we send them the survey, you know, and, and also automate as much of it as you can. Maybe you can trigger emails to go out automatically. So you're not you know, handholding the client every step of the way that's going to save you so much time. Now, I also want you to make a plan for your taxes. I've spoke a little bit here and there about taxes, but yes, you know, at the end of the year, you're going to be closing the book on your finances for that year. And then you have a couple of months to submit your tax returns after that. And you don't want it to be a surprise, especially if this is your first year in business, or maybe you've side hustled a little little bit before, but this is your first year full time or your first year really making a significant amount of money. You really want to have a plan for this so that you're not going into it in the dark and you're like stressed out about it in the 11th hour, trying to figure everything out, you know, on April 14th, or I think taxes are due April 15th every year. You don't want to be doing it the day before. So again, using a tool like found is going to help really prepare you because you're going to see every time you log into your app, Hey, this is how much I'm projected to make. This is how much I have set aside in my tax account. This is what I've already paid in quarterly taxes. It's, it's going to make you so empowered. So you already know what to expect, but listen, I understand if this is your first time hearing about found or you, you haven't had separate bank accounts and you know, you you haven't been doing this up until this point, I hear you. It's not too late to start planning ahead. And number one, the first thing I want you to do is sign up for some kind of a business debit card. You need to start separating your finances now so that you're not in the same position next year when you're making even more money that is a headache. So go ahead and make sure that you have that figured out and then also start to figure out, okay, how much money did I make and and do some research and just get an estimate in your head. Obviously it's not going to be a final until you take it to an accountant or you file your taxes yourself, but get in your head about how much we're going to owe so that again, you can start figuring out what the game plan is. If you have a found account, You'll already have some of that tax savings in an account for you, which is great. But if not, you're going to need to figure out, do I have this money on hand? If not, maybe I need to have another launch so I can make some of this money to be able to pay my taxes and also have a plan for like, you know, do I need to hire an accountant? Can I get recommendations from some people? Just again, having that plan will really put you at ease because the first time I (laughs) did my business taxes, I, I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I knew that I was going to have to pay, but obviously I found didn't exist then. And I didn't, I don't even think I had a separate bank account. I was just side hustling at the time. And so I had no idea what to expect. And when I did it, I was shocked and it really 
put me in a bad mood. Um, so be prepared so that you have that time to figure out what the plan is. And lastly, similarly really, is you want to make a financial plan and start budgeting for 2021. So every year I sit down with all that data I've been talking about through my found account, through my invoicing software, all of that stuff. And I look at what was my revenue? So my revenue is how much money the business took in in general, you know, overall. Um, what what was the invoices, the total amount of the invoices that came in? Then I look at my expenses. So I actually just did a podcast, I think last week, about all of the tools that I use for my business and how much they cost. So you can do something very similar. Take an inventory of all the tools that you pay for and look at, okay, what's the tool? What's the use case? how much do I pay for it? And is this necessary? Do I actually use it? And can I, can I downgrade, you know, do I really need 10 seats in this scheduling tool or can I get by with the three seat package, which is $50 cheaper, you know? So go through all that stuff and then go through, like I said, your found account, your bank account and see what your average is that you're spending on like the day-to-day stuff, you know, the books, the paper, the education, the um, coaching, all of that stuff, see what you're spending and make sure that your profit actually is, is good. (laughs) You know, you don't want to have a ton of revenue, but also a ton of expenses and it's like evening out and you're making $0. On the other hand, if you have really, really good margins and you're taking in a lot of money and you're barely spending anything, maybe next year you can say, okay, you know what? I think it's important that I do bring on somebody onto the team and have, you know, have a contractor. Or maybe it is important that I do try to invest a little bit more in my education. I know that I could grow the business if I took a Facebook ads course or if I joined a mastermind or if I joined, um, you know, a coaching program. Like look into those things, take a look at those numbers and, and start to plan for the future. Because again, you know, as empowered as you are about your finances, that's really like what business is. I mean, it's all kind of a, a, a puzzle, you know, it's fitting in. Okay. I need to make this much. I spent this much and, and this is what is remaining. And this is what, what, a healthy, sustainable business looks like. So it's really just kind of a numbers game. So being as empowered as you possibly can about where your money is coming from and where your money is going is really the key to success in business, if I'm being honest. So those are the things that I sit down at the end of every year and do to make sure that I am heading into the new year in a good place. Again, uh, found has been a huge part of this and has really made the tax planning and the financial planning such a breeze for my business. So I'm going to leave some resources. They have a bunch of guides that go way more in depth about business expenses, taxes, quarterly taxes, all of that stuff. And I think they even have a planning guide specifically for the end of the year from their perspective. So highly recommend you check that out. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave me a thumbs up on YouTube and comment down below. Let me know what one of your biggest goals is for 2021. I would love to know just because I'm curious and also because I would love to see if there's any content I can create to help support you along in that journey. So comment that or, you know, tag me on Instagram and let me know what your goal is. I would love to hear from you. And of course, be sure to check out the sponsor of today's episode, Found Incredible Service. I cannot say enough great things about them. I will have all of that info about them linked down in the description box and in the show notes on the podcasting platforms. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will talk to you on Monday for a new video. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. 
Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra-exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com contact. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.